the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It's episode number 103 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. It is November 28th, 2011. It is great to have you on board once again with me today here on the big show. We like to call it Purple Mafia. <laughs> the big show of the three shows that I do, of course. Purple Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave of the Wild. Well, whatever, regardless of what you want to call them. Um... <laughs> It's been a while since we've been. It's been shucks three weeks already. Uh, yeah, you had the Carolina Panther game. The Vikings won it and all that good stuff. Then you had the bye week. But then I was busy the next week with the lawn cleanups. So I apologize for the out there that were wondering where the heck is Promoff? Where the heck is Joey? Why is the show recorded? What the heck? This is a bummer. I'm back. So to some of your some of your chagrin out there, Promoff is back there again. I. Uh, I missed you. It's great to hear from all of you. <sighs> to my knowledge, <laughs> to my knowledge, I'll say that openly. Uh, there are no call-ins to this current show. Unfortunately, episode 103, yep, we're of course uh, reviewing the Minnesota Vikings loss in Atlanta. Oh goody, the Dirty Birds, all those good times rekindled, kind of. Yeah, the Vikings never beat the Atlanta Falcons. They just never beat them. Never. Never. Yeah, except the lame season opener win in 1999. They ran absolutely freaking nothing in the long run. Um, Atlanta was a non-playoff team, so whatever. Let's throw the past in the past. Uh, but no, no Collins to the current to the current show, to my knowledge. <laughs> I've not heard from Dylan Richardson for the last couple hours here when I tried to reach him on that, so uh, no Collins to my knowledge. The number is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. It is, of course, the official voicemail of thesportstuff.com, which, of course, is the main flagship website, the main hosting site of Purple Mafia. Couldn't do it without thesportstuff.com. And, of course, Dylan Richardson, whose voice you did hear at the very beginning of the introduction, introducing me, your host, Paladino Joey, to you, the listeners, once again. So... Great to have you listening. Thank you, guys. I love you always. Um, yeah, we're going to get to Facebook, the Twitter, you know, the usual. It was an interesting game. I was able to watch this one with Paul Tuniverse Caniff, if he's listening. Good times always when we get to watch it with Paul. Uh, there was some there was some activity on the Twitter account, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get to that. We're going to kind of sort of merge them together like always, but mostly we're going to be... Uh, yeah, it's going to mostly be Twitter, we'll say, at least especially early on during the actual game review. Good times. Minnesota Vikings are now 2-9. and nine. Christian Ponder going through the good old, uh, what, are the, what do we like to call them, uh, growing pains. Yeah, we just love growing pains, don't we? No, we really don't. But, hey, he, he, hey the, the numbers continue to improve, you could say. Uh, they're not spectacular, but they're certainly not horrible. He still looks like a legit quarterback of the future, in my humble opinion. Dan Taylor, awfully active, as always, on both the Twitter and the Facebook account. Appreciate that also very much. Um, shoot, so it's like, how far back should I go for the Facebook? I like to get, I'd like to get as much in as I can. I guess we'll say. The good news is, yeah, even though it's been a few weeks, uh, I'm not even going to get into the Packer game. Okay, uh, Okay. I'll briefly get to it right now. The Vikings, of course, losing that game. Shucks, what was the score? What was it, 45-7? to seven? Yeah, that's pretty bad. 
that was not a fun game at all. Uh, Christian Ponder took several steps back in that game to a lot of people's chagrin and to a lot of people's yeah notice. That was a very frustrating finish to a, to a game in Green Bay. A lot of people thought the Vikings, hey, maybe this is a coming out party for Christian Ponder and Percy Harvin. Oh, here we go. No, it really wasn't. It was very frustrating. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm yawning on the show. That's not nice. Uh, it was very frustrating, and, uh, yeah, it was not good at all. That was a major setback for the Vikings and for Viking fans and everything. It was just frustration. Vikings dropped a 2-7. and seven. Then we get paid a visit from the Oaktown, Oakland Raiders. The Autumn Wind is a Raider. Yes, it is. The Autumn Wind is a Raider. And uh, they looked like it. They look like a good football team. What are they, 7-4 and four now after the previous game yesterday? The Oakland Raiders are now 7-4, and four and they are winning the uh, AFC West. Looking like a legit team. Carson Palmer appears to be uh, really establishing himself as the starting quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Michael Bush looks fantastic. Even Darius Raynaud looks good, though unfortunately he had a pretty serious injury late in that game, uh, looked believed to be a neck, vertebra type this deal. Lots of quiet, lots of prayer, and uh, thoughts and prayers continue to go with Darius Raynaud in that one. Speedy recovery and uh, nothing major. The good news is we haven't heard anything regarding uh, Darius Raynaud in terms of something extremely serious. So that's the good news of that, but you just hope long term nothing could come out of it. So, yeah, that leads us to a 2-9 and nine Minnesota Viking club, losing in Atlanta 24-14 to in a fairly competitive football game, but an awfully boring football game, especially the first half. It was just like, blah, the Vikings trailing 17 to nothing, And you know what the Vikings' second half was. It's not usually a good thing. Though, so, oh, wow, the Vikings did outscore the... The Falcons 14 to 10. Excuse me, I'm just sleepy for some reason right now, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> 14 to 10. The Minnesota Vikings defeat the Atlanta Falcons in the second half. Though unfortunately, the second half means absolutely nothing in the long run. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. Adrian Peterson injuring his ankle against the Oakland Raiders. High ankle sprain, not available for the Minnesota Vikings in Atlanta. <laughs> Further proof that, well, you know, those of you out there that, yeah, it's a passing league, and, okay, we have a elite running back in a pass-first league. Oh, goody, you know, that's like the recipe for failure nowadays. Well, the uh, the lack of the running game looked pretty obvious yesterday. Toby Gearhart, 17 rushes, 44 yards, 2.6 to carry. He did get a touchdown, believe it or not, but, I mean, every, and I mean every single time you needed some type of big game or like a, uh, a big play fourth and one uh the fourth down on the goal line oh and a fourth you know another fourth or excuse me third down and was it 20 they did a little fake to a fake excuse me a direct snap to toby gerhardt that got absolutely nothing toby gerhardt extremely extremely ineffective definitely not a starting running back in this league which again makes you which can you come back to his draft position High in the second round. Worthy of it? Uh, absolutely not. Um, yeah, a lot of you, yeah, we got in a little thing about Java Fast Tech. We're going to get to that into the Twitter account pretty soon here. Um, it was pretty frustrating. Yeah. I talk about Toby Gerhardt quite a bit on the Twitter account. Uh, right away, I basically was like, I'm sorry, Toby Gerhardt sucks. And I was after one of those, was it third and one? He couldn't even get that. So it was time to punt. Viking David comes back and says, Don't be sorry, it's the truth. And um, I believe it was Vikes Princess. It's not on here because she didn't actually respond to me, unfortunately. She said something along the lines of... Actually, no, it was Vikings Realist, I believe. He said, oh yeah, it was Vikings Realist. He said everything about uh, basically this team is not competitive. Or excuse me, I can't even talk. It said something about every time this team any type of expectations. This team has done a great job of failing to live up to expectations of any kind. And I basically said, yeah, giving them expectations is a death sentence. So then uh, Dave Harwig, his DHMN69, comes back with, I just expect them to be competitive. Is that a, is that a death sentence? And it's like, well, no, it's not a death sentence, but <laughs> it's like any type of expectations involving 
some type of playoff for, uh, appearance or something going beyond the playoff appearance seems to be a death sentence for this team, especially, yeah, it just does. You know, the two in the 2009 Vikings, we expected them to get to the Super Bowl because they should have, and they didn't. Well, whatever. See? 98 Vikings. I mean, not only get to the Super Bowl, but win it in, in win it easily. They didn't. The 2000 Vikings, clearly the best team in football for a long time until Culpepper's uh, high ankle sprain. They got to the NFC Championship game, got slaughtered 41 to nothing. I mean, do I need to go on and on and on and on and on? I can, but I'm not going to. Um, so then we get into the whole job at best thing. I'm like, well, job at best anybody, job at best. Would anybody like job at best instead of Toby Gerhardt still? And it's like, well, yeah, the concussion issue, a slight problem. So it's kind of hard to even make an argument with Toby Gerhardt and job at best. But I'm telling you. Minus the concussions, Javid Best clearly the better player of the two. And no, Javid Best is not exactly Ladanian Tomlinson in his prime or anything halfway near that. But still, he looks like Ladanian Tomlinson in his prime next to Toby Toby Gerhardt, who can't seem to do a golden thing out there. He just can't. Toby Gerhardt doesn't do anything. Once in a blue moon, he'll get you some 12-yard gain, and you're like, aha, that's what he's here for, power runner. Well, what kind of power running is it when you're third and one? Third and frickin' one, and you can't even get the first down. Where's the power there? What power? I didn't know power means reverse. What, did he hit the reverse gear? So it's like, that's the thing. And no, I'm, not, I'm certainly not yelling at any of you guys there. I'm just yelling at the situation, basically. Um, and the whole scouts and all that, he's a power runner. What power? I mean, I don't care how much muscle you have. If you're not going forward, you ain't powerful. The, the power, or at least the power that you have, ain't effective. It's just not. It doesn't mean a damn thing if you can't go forward because that's the object of the game of football, to go forward. Yes. And, and, and when you're not going forward on the third and one, well, gosh darn it, pull out the punting team and forget about it. Yep. I mean, what, what can you say? You can't say nothing. There, I'm awake now. How about that? <laughs> that's what happens when I have to record late at night sometimes. you got to wake up. But, uh, yep, uh, we continue the Toby Garrett conversation. Viking David and I had some conversations. Dan Taylor jumps in. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. It's kind of the, the Toby Gerhardt versus the concussed, the concussed job at best situation here. Oh, goody. Viking David chimes in in the whole situation about trading up to get him. He says, I was pissed when we traded up to get him. What a waste of picks. Uh-huh. I mean, regardless of what you think about Javid Best out there, regardless of the uh, Javid Best concussion situation, <laughs> still a bad trade, still a bad draft pick. Toby Gerhardt, done. End of discussion. Toby Gerhardt sucks. End of story. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I know you're probably like, dude, he started one game. He started one game, dude. T settle down. Well, he's been here for two years. <laughs> And he's had numerous opportunities to do things, and he just doesn't do them. Um, second, oh, you know, Adrian Peterson, well, what did it take? One game for him to make an impact? One game. One game. Oh, and it was the Atlanta Falcons, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they weren't very good in 2007, but that's beside the point. You still got to do something out there. Atlanta, it wasn't exactly knocking people's socks off most of this season. In fact, they've been one of the bigger underachievers in the football league this last year. That's for sure. A lot of people are over. They what thirteen and three, twelve and four last year. The, the Falcons, you know, they're a good football team or supposed to be. That's not playing like it most of the season. They just they're getting beat by the Saints. They're getting beat by teams like the Giants. They're just getting beat. You know, a lot. Like, they're not as bad as the Eagles in terms of disappointment. But yeah, okay, continue. Dan Taylor chimes into the Gerhardt versus Best conversation. He says, Gerhardt versus Best will look a lot better when Best retires from the league pretty soon. Too many concussions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like the whole job at Best will be, in, will be idle, so Gerhardt will catch up and pass him. But it's like if it takes a career-ending injury for Gerhardt to look better, well, okay. But what's Gerhardt really going to do? What is he going to do? Is he going to average like 40 yards a game as a starting running back? Woohoo! Let's get the um, let's get the parade route prepared in downtown Minneapolis, I guess. And no, of course, not jumping on you, Dan. No, not at all. Love you, Dan. I'm just saying. <laughs> a 
you know, and obviously Gerhard, or excuse me, Gerhard, Dan Taylor knows exactly where I'm going, and Dan Taylor knows what he's talking about, so no, um, he knows that Gerhard isn't exactly going to blow anyone's socks off either, who knows, maybe Toby will become something, but he's never going to be a pro bowler, if he is, I'd be shocked, I mean, the, the only way I think Gerhard could be a pro bowler is if he becomes a fullback, and I don't know, is, uh, is the transition possible? It's like, to me, I'd like to say yes, but if I told it to a coach today, who knows, would the coach laugh me out of the room? <laughs> who knows, probably, <laughs> whatever, right? It's like, I know, I know a lot about football, but I'm not a National Football League coach. I'm just not. I'm not, I'm not Pete Bursich. I'm not, you know, whoever. What's his name? Uh, Eric Bieniemy. You know, that's, there's your running back coach. Running back, fullback, all that good stuff. Uh, Viking David chimes back in. He says, neither Abe. See, I say job at best anyone. Anyone left that prefers Gerhard over him. Uh, Viking David says, neither. AP is all we need. The comeback is, well, you do need somebody to go with AP because AP has a lot of huh, holes in his game. Adrian Peterson has a lot of holes in his game, folks. He's not a third. He's not good on third down, and he doesn't pick up the blitz. He just doesn't. Um, he just doesn't. So Viking David comes back with uh, AP could could do it if given more of a chance, being the third down and all that stuff. But a solid backup is nice. It's like AP hasn't had a chance, and I, I I don't know. I mean, when you when it gets to what year five of Adrian Peterson, and you're still not seeing it. I don't know. I think that ship has sailed, uh, Viking David David Campbell. I think that ship has sailed. And, of course, that's no shot at anybody. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit too nice when I keep saying, oh, you know, I'm too paranoid of hurting people's feelings. Obviously, nobody's feelings are hurt here, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it's funny how, yep, KK responds to me, KK0715 says, thankfully, when I say it's really just 7-0, and, it was, and what's even more funny is I didn't knock on wood when I said that because literally, like, within 30 seconds, it was 14-0. That was classic. Um, when I say, yeah, I think a solid backup would be huge, responding back to uh, Viking David, he comes back with, obviously, Gerhardt isn't it. So, again, more proof that Viking David gets it. Gerhardt's not. No. Gerhardt's garbage. He just is. Garbage heart. <laughs> yeah. Dan Taylor says, even with all the crappy games this year, I'm constantly impressed with Ponder. Uh, he also comes back with, that should shut up comments about Ponder's arm string, a 40-yard bomb that Favre would be proud of. Yeah, I mean, that was the highlight of the entire game. Vikings, uh, we'll just kind of bounce around. The first half, unwatchable. Uh, end of story. Why even talk about it? Hell with the first half. Hell with it. 17 nothing. You know, we've already, that's basically all we're going to talk about there. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, and yeah, of course, there were the third down plays that Gerhard couldn't get. Um, fourth down failures along the way just whatever we'll get back to that shortly here and there yeah Toby Gerhardt did rush one in <clears throat> excuse me late in the third quarter finally put the Vikings on the board yeah the Vikings defense kept the Vikings in the game yeah like they like to tease us because they're really good at that uh, but early in the fourth quarter the Vikings get the ball back from the Atlanta Falcons Christian Ponder zips the ball what am I, uh-oh, now where did the ball go when it was a deep pass to, to Percy Harvin? Was it on the sidelines? Oh, no, no, it was up the middle. That's right, that's how you throw deep to Percy Harvin. And what was the result? A 30-yard touchdown pass. A awesome play, a very accurate pass. A little bit of a risk, but, I mean, that's what Connor's going to do. He's going to take risks, and, you know, you'd rather have a Connor that a quarterback that has some guts rather than a quarterback that's scared to throw the football. Um... And, and gosh darn it, it worked. Percy Harmon emerging in a big way, scoring a touchdown. That was absolutely spectacular. We'll take it, and we'll enjoy it, and we'll love it. A beautiful pass and a beautiful reception. Percy Harvin and Christian Ponder making multiple big-time uh, connections in this football game. Um <laughs> It's very, very impressive to see the chemistry developing between these guys. Uh, Harvin has led the team in receiving, especially since Ponder has been in as a starting quarterback. Michael Jenkins has had some impressive times. Not a, not really a spectacular showing against his former club. Certainly not making them miss him at all. Uh, Roddy White, awesome as heck. 
with 10, 10 receptions, 120 yards, and a late touchdown that just, you know, a late touchdown that pretty much sealed the deal in a big, bad way. Yes, it did. Julio Jones hurt, not available in the game, unfortunately, for the Atlanta Falcons. That's a guy that a lot of fantasy people are very excited about, short-term and long-term. Um, Roddy White, obviously a mainstay in fantasy. That guy, he actually didn't get the, no, he did not get the late touchdown, but he got a late reception that set up the touchdown pass to Michael Palmer. Yeah. Thanks to more pass deep, bad pass defense and bad run defense late, uh, immediately after the Vikings made it 17-14. to 14. Uh, The Ponder to Harvin play was awesome, but then the Falcons came marching down. Oh, when the Falcons came marching in, <laughs> unfortunately. Falcons just got it done. They just ran and ran, ate up a lot of time. Vikings run defense completely letting them down yet again. Down the stretch, very frustrating. Very, 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 very frustrating. I mean, how can you even, you know, it's like you can't even go on as a Viking fan when you see this type of BS. I mean, that was our calling card on defense, man. That was our calling card on defense. Run defense, folks. Run defense. You have good run defense, you can win it because, well, the other team isn't going to run it and isn't going to be able to, you know, end the game by running on you, running that clock down if you can just stop the run. But the Vikings defense could not stop the run. Nor could the Vikings pass defense. <laughs> like I mentioned, that deep that uh, deep sideline play to Roddy White, which was very frustrating. In fact, it wasn't that deep. It was just a 26-yarder. But still, hey, it was good enough. Harry Douglas made a big play along the way as well. Um, frustration, indeed, for the Vikings. Michael Turner. Vikings could not stop Michael Turner for anything when they needed to. Uh, they stopped him during the game in general, but of course when they needed to make the big stops, they couldn't. Michael Turner would make his, his little 10-yard long of the day when when the Falcons needed it most on 2nd and 10 <laughs> or 2nd and 8 or whatever it was. It just was like, see you later guys. We're going to beat you and there's nothing you can do about it. We're now 7-4 and four and we're competitors in the NFC and you guys are far cry from being that and that's exactly what the Vikings are right now. Unfortunately, boy, that's amazing when you look at the temperature, the game time temperature, 40 degrees in Atlanta, Georgia. Boy, hmm. I'll keep my mouth shut on a certain, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'll leave that alone. That's, uh, yeah, that's a little colder than certain people would like you to believe. Yeah, um, like you can figure out what inside comment I'm trying to lead to there. Uh, of course, Tony Coleman, and I'm sorry I didn't even get to talk about this earlier. He went to go see the Oaktown Raiders. Tony Coleman, there are those tickets right there, Purple Mafia. Uh, okay, first, forgive me for being kind of jumbly here. It's like It seems like when I come back after a layoff from this show, I'm a little bit funky. And I apologize. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show is the Twitter account. Don't give that a follow. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show do join that by simply going to the webpage and clicking like on the page. Yes, you have to actually go to the page and then click like. I don't know where everybody is and I'm disappointed by that, by the uh, the number on the page. Uh, but not disappointed with the contribution. No, not at all. Just the number. <laughs> you know, very good indeed. Good stuff. Uh, yes, and Tony Coleman got free tickets from Chris Cluey. There's a picture of Tony Coleman with that Neil O'Donnell beard, his young son. And, yes, at number four, which is really funny, seeing a number four, <laughs> Chris Cluey. I mean, number four is never going to be the same on the Vikings. No. Um, <coughs> Dan Taylor, well, he just kind of sums it up. Sums up the Packer game. I'll just get to that real quick on the Facebook page. He said, didn't watch it, won't bother, yuck. Tony Coleman responds with, it was painful, and yes, it was. Um, yep, there's a picture, though, of Chris Cluey already talked about that. Anthony Batista chimes in about those Packers. He says, I know the Packers are the best team in the league, which I hate to say, but I don't think there's a team that can hang with them for 60 full minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. But come playoffs and it gets cold, I think they will have a little more trouble throwing so accurately. There were passes that, that Rodgers completed that were against some pretty tight coverage. But in Monday, iChat's game, 
iChat's game, huh? I think our offense took a step back. This is a pass-happy league in which we are not as explosive at throwing the ball downfield. Hang on. That was, uh, yeah, but a pass happy league, and we're not as explosive throwing the ball downfield. Uh huh. Pretty much, other than that Harvin play, you know, in the uh, Atlanta game. And it wasn't exactly bombs away to Randy Mott style, you know. It was, it was a different, it was just, just different. Um, oh, man. Yep. Oh, Tony Coleman, he says, every Viking game I have attended has been a win, so here's hoping that streak continues. I'm digging some luck in with me. It's my son's first Viking game, and unfortunately, no, that streak has ended for Tony. Though I'm not sure how many, I'm not sure what his record is. Then uh, is it eight and one, nine and one? Is it or is it just four and one? Uh, Tony, maybe fill us in on how many wins that you've uh, brought to the Vikings over the years, just for fun, you know, just for fun and curiosity. Dan Taylor jumps in and says, "Looking at the init inactives, initiatives. What am I saying? Looking at the inactives, I don't." Think we have much of a, we have much chance today. We're down players at linebacker and secondary, and I just don't think we can cover the speed of the Raiders receivers. Sort of AP rushing for 200 yards. I don't see us doing it. And unfortunately, yeah, AP who was doing pretty well in the game had a high ankle sprain, and that was it. Yep, Taylor says, "Well, we tried, made a nice comeback, mainly through the Oakland penalties." And yes. If I was going to do the Oakland show, I would have said basically me and my brother need to do a fall cleanup <laughs> because that's what we're busy with. Need to do a fall cleanup in the Mall of America field because of all the yellow. I mean, look at all those yellow leaves on the ground. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, Vikings and Raiders penalized up the yin-yang in that game. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So the Potter continued to show some flashes of brilliance touch on the big pass to Schenko was perfect. If we could just be a bit more consistent and if the defense could settle down a little bit, we could really go somewhere. Until then, we keep looking forward to that top 10 draft pick. And they will absolutely be in the top 10. I will be shocked if the Vikings are not in the top 10 because they're probably going to be at best 4-12. and 12. I mean, how do you not make the top 10 with 4-12? and 12? I'm still shocked that the Vikings finished 6-10 and 10 last year and couldn't even get in the top 10. It just shows you there was a lot of bad football last season. Yes, there was. I mean, heck, the world champion Packers were, what, 10-6, and six, right? Weird, huh? Weird. Uh, Tony Coleman says, Well, my streak of, of the game's attendant being wins has come to an end. That's too bad. One thing I noticed, though, was how friendly all the Vikings fans were in the stands, both of their own and rated fans. Your true colors come out when you're at your worst, and the purple folk. I talked to were incredibly personable and friendly. I was surprised to see how many Raiders fans were actually there and how loud they were. But all in all, I still had fun, even considering the outcome, and my kid went to his first game and got his first in-person lesson in what it's like to be a Vikes fan. Like Dan Taylor already said, Ponder had a few great-looking moments. He had a few bummers, too. A lot of those will be fixed with time. I'm glad we have him, and too bad about AP. I hope he's not out for too long. I keep thinking that if he hadn't been injured, we might have finished our rally in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was a fun game that just did not, yeah, the Vikings could not finish it. Ponder clearly is the quarterback of the future in a lot of ways. I mean, if we get Andrew Luck, we get Andrew Luck, but we're not going to get Andrew Luck, so what the, okay, yeah, <laughs> fill that in, right? So, so, oh, what the, yeah, Chris Ponder is the starter. But um, the Raiders fans, lots of Raiders fans in the stands, I see that as believable because their heritage. I mean, the autumn wind is a Raider. Yeah, they have sucked hardcore for about 15 years until pretty much right now. Okay, oh, uh, yeah, they had a couple of good, really good years in the John Gruden era. And the year, the one year after John Gruden left, they made it to the Super Bowl with Jim Callahan, I believe, was the coach. And, of course, got pounded by the Raider, uh, Buccaneers, the other Pirates. <laughs> um, the Ottoman win was a Buccaneer in that Super Bowl. But, uh, no, there's so much tradition with the Oaktown Raiders that uh, mm -hmm. they're one of the symbols of the National Football League, man. I mean, I'm telling you, the, oh, the silver and black, 
are one of the absolute symbols and seals of the National Football League. And it's not me coming up here and telling you, oh, the Raiders are such a, you know, are so great. I love the Raiders. Yeah, I'm a, I like the Vikings and I'm the host of the show, but boy, the Raiders, yeah. I'm not trying to get all romantic about another team that played somewhere else that beat us in the Super Bowl in 1976, but hey, facts speak for themselves. And I don't, I don't hate the Raiders like I hate the Cowboys and the, and the Packers and, the, and, you know, the Giants and the, and the Steelers, you know. It's just, I don't know, I just like them more than those teams, at least. Chris Cook facing another felony charge. Tony Coleman posting an article on there from City Pages. He says, I think it's safe to not expect him back this season. I tend to agree. Uh, Chris Cook is as good as gone, as far as I'm concerned. Until that changes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Until I have reason to change that opinion, I I can't. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who this was. Was this Dylan or Dan Doro? Because this wasn't me. Just uh, look at the little girl that hates the Packers and wants the Vikings to win. You got it like that cute little uh, photo. Bradley Davis is adorable. <laughs> Check that out to those of you out there on the page. Dan Taylor. No AP today. We're going to lose. Oh, well. And, yeah, of course we're going to lose. The 4th and 13, yeah, that was the thing. Not only did the Vikings go for it on 4th and 13 at the 40, that was the Percy Harvin play. I mean, that was the other part of what was so amazing about that. I mean, you just, that, that was great. You, you kind of took a chance, but it was beautiful. Uh, Bill Musgrave looking good there. Yeah, he did. So why didn't Frazier challenge a call? When the video clearly showed the ball broke the plane. Yep, that was when Percy Harvin was trying to run the ball into the end zone. That was a touchdown, folks. You know, it's like you don't want to come up here and say, oh, the Raiders screwed us tonight. Or the Raiders, the refs, the refs. I got the Raiders in my head. Screwed us tonight. Well, on that call, they did. Um, yeah, they did. End of story. Uh, that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. It was kind of close, but at the same time, no, it was a touchdown, and there was no review of any kind. I don't know. Frazier is not winning the fan base over all too well. I mean, <laughs> and I know everybody's going to say, like Taylor, I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, I didn't finish the Twitter account, by the way, because I wanted to get caught up here a little bit. Um, Taylor did make a comment about how... Uh, you know, did kind of defend uh, Frazier saying, hey, give him at least one more year. I'm telling you, man, Frazier is burying himself with the Viking fan base with some really bad decision-making. Poor timeouts, poor, uh, lack of challenges, and I, I don't know. Strange play calls, very strange decisions. Though some of his personnel moves have been really good, like getting rid of the Barry and McKinney and uh, Medea Williams trio, but I'm telling you, I don't know. Frazier's made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And a guy that's, what, 51 years old, you think there'd be a little bit less mistakes going on. Seriously. I mean, Tice, Mike Tice was, like, barely out of playing, wasn't he? I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit miffed by some of this. Uh, Don Taylor says, well, it's search for a little moral victory time again. The team showed some spirit in the second half, and maybe if we'd had one or fewer injuries, we might have done something more. Yes, it is a it is a waste at the end to get stuffed on fourth down, and an even bigger shame to not be told to challenge in time on the third down run. I'd question why we didn't throw the ball at all, but whatever. Andre continues to impress, and I really do think he gives us something great for the future. He's amazingly quick, throws the ball on the run, throws well on the run, and hopefully that awesome 40-yard bomb to Harvin will quiet some of the no-arm-string comments, give him an O-line, and some time to stay in the pocket. And I really like our chances. But the best news today, the Panthers won, so we're currently sitting on the number three draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> Khalil is the guy, folks. Khalil. K. K. <laughs> K-A-L-I-L, -I, I believe, if I'm spelling right. That's the, that's the guy. That's the guy that we should target. Interesting little picture uh, that the that Dan Taylor was able to put up. Uh, he says, oh, oh, this is all I really need to say. Vikings, why you no win games? Classic. Classic. 
Got it like that. Back to the Twitter account briefly here. Um, yeah. Might have Phil retweeted me saying, when you need the big tackle, it doesn't happen. Greenway is overrated. Yeah, Chad Greenway has... Chad Greenway does not impress me, ladies and gentlemen. No. It's like he's a good linebacker, but he's not worthy of great linebacker status. He is definitely not. And he has... he, he He's missed some tackles. He's not brought guys down when you need to late in games. I don't know. He's he's not a gamer to me. Chad Greenway is not a gamer. He's good. He's even above average, but he ain't a gamer. Just not. Uh, Taylor comes in with, can't agree with all with any of this fire. Fraser crap. It's still his first year with no offseason. This is a multi-year project. And he continues with few rookie coaches start well. The team is bad. But to me, his first draft is looking good. Just give them all time. Well, Frazier didn't necessarily... Frazier didn't make the draft picks. Uh, it's <laughs> Maybe he helped with it, consulted in it, but he didn't actually make the picks. That's one thing you got to come in. That's more of the Rick Spielman, Scott Studville types out there. I guess you could say it's the three-headed monster. Spielman, Studwell, and... Uh, excuse me. Spielman, Studwell, and Spreewell. Spielman, Studwell, and Leslie Frazier. That's pretty much the combination there. Yeah. Yeah. Viking fans, if you're frustrated, trust me, I'm with you all the way. How can you not be frustrated? How can you not be frustrated? Yet at the same time, hey, let's get that top three pick. Let's try to get Khalil. He's probably, some people haven't projected going all the way as number two. Obviously, we know who number one is. It's somebody that's going to be very luck. You're going to suck for luck. You're going to you're going to uh, be loving Lady Luck. Yeah, even though it's actually Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. But um, Khalil, yeah, that could that. You just hope and pray it works out. Though so, uh, teams like a lot of the top top offensive linemen tend to work out. Uh, it seems to be one of those things, though, where they're building blocks in the project. You know, their arrival with the team does not guarantee any type of uh, immediate improvement with the team. But long-term, yes. Orlando Pace went to the St. Louis Rams many years ago with the number one overall pick. And it's like, you know, it's a can't-miss, absolute, super-duper bomb offensive lineman, left tackle type. And the Rams still sucked for a few years. Yes, they did. But eventually, he was an absolute part of a foundation that produced a Super Bowl championship and a Super Bowl appearance and some excellent football for at least a while there. So, there you go. Um, now or now, the St. Louis is waiting on a new uh, offensive lineman over there. The Miami Dolphins also as well. Long and long, the whole long and long thing. Um, they're waiting for those guys to develop into something. Hasn't happened yet, but generally... Something comes out of it. They intend to be valuable pieces, especially when your team is competitive. Uh, the good news for the Vikings is you do have Harvin, uh, Adrian, and Christian to develop with your uh, offensive linemen in the future. Uh, the other news is that John Sullivan is really is will, will be one of the most sought-after centers in the uh, free agent pool for the National Football League free agency coming up in 2012. Uh, John Sullivan quietly having a fairly good year. Like, he's pretty much outplayed everybody on the offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings this season. Phil Oldholt, really, when the most times you hear Phil Oldholt's name is when he's being called for a uh, dumb penalty. Uh, Steve Hutchinson is nearing the end. He's he's certainly, he's just not what he was. He's just not. <laughs> Steve Hutchinson is, you know, every time you talk about Steve Hutchinson, all you hear about is how hurt he is. Oh, poor Steve Hutchinson. Hurt. He's playing on, playing with one shoulder. He's playing on one leg. He's playing. Then just, then, you know, eventually it's like, are you really worth the money? Because I don't see it. <laughs> if you're not worth the money, then get the hell out of here, <laughs> frankly. Uh, and no, I'm not necessarily saying Hutchinson, uh, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. But close. I mean, <laughs> at his price tag, maybe. Maybe I am saying that. Anthony Herrera, unfortunately, plagued with ACL injuries. 
what, what, what more can you say? I mean, <laughs> not his fault. It's just plagued. He's just plagued, and that sucks. Ryan Cook was horrible. Uh, like, Chris Jaguar was relegated to the practice squad. Berger is pretty much like a guy you bring in. Berger, whatever. Berger, I don't even care. Is a guy that you bring in, and he's just an off-the-street free agent. The Vikings got from St. Louis, and it's like, we're happy for you. Yeah. And the injuries continue to mount because Chad Loeffler, not available. So who's the long snapper for the Minnesota Vikings? Well, the man who was drafted as a long snapper, I believe it was in the fifth or sixth round, the Kansas City Chiefs years ago, who wears number 69. Yeah, he was drafted in the NFL as a long snapper. Yes, he was. Well, he's the Vikings long snapper right now. Jared Flippin' Allen is a long snapper, despite the fact he's probably the, yeah, still, yeah, he's still the leading sack guy in the National Football League. Unfortunately, unable to uh, acquire a sack this week, though he did play a fairly good football game. Jared Allen, three sacks short of 100 for a career. It has been a heck of a career for this guy. 14 sacks in 2011 with how many games left? Uh, that would be five. Five games left, Jared. So let's let's go get them. Get your 100. That would put you at 17 for the season. That'd be great. And it was actually the fourth round. He was taken in the fourth round with Jared Allen. Um, originally, as a long snapper, believe it or not, became a defensive end. And uh, look at him now. Look at him now. Amazing career for Jared Allen. No doubt. And you guys all know that. I don't need to really go into any type of introduction or any any type of praise even because you already know he's fantastic yes he is good times indeed uh everson griffin getting a sack in the game as well that was good to see good to see uh everson griffin another guy who's actually quietly having a pretty good year amongst all the garbage this season i mean this is a garbage filled season man i mean we were we really were in the nfc championship game folks yeah Nobody's making it up. It really happened. NFC Championship game, Vikings. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny out there. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I uh, missed Joe Raymond getting some playing time, I believe, mostly on uh, special teams. Oh, and the Vikings did bring in Benny Sapp. Yes, Benny Sapp returning to the Minnesota Vikings, making his debut. And, well, he wasn't amazing. But uh, it's nice to see him back, I guess. It just shows you how desperate this team is. Benny Sapp actually uh, flat-kicked flat butt in 2009 and won that uh, Nickelback job. He just kicked some butt and won it and was very valuable. Uh, a lot of people thought he was better than... A lot of people thought he should have been starting the whole year in 2009. Antoine Winfield's injury screwed him up. Unfortunately, Cedric Griffin's inconsistent play screwed him up as well at times. Yeah, Cedric just isn't that good. A lot of people don't like him anymore, and I don't blame him. Sorry to say. It's been, uh, yeah, it's getting interesting. Yes, it is. So, really, what more is there to say about the Atlanta Falcons game? Not all too much. Really not all too much. We are going to move on to next week's game. Tim Tebow, that's right, Tim Tebow comes to town with the Denver Broncos. Yep, the born-again Christian Tim Tebow, and yeah, I tend to <laughs> I tend to agree with that. Yeah, with that faith. Yes, I tend to agree with that faith in a big way. Uh, obviously, a debated figure because you may talk about it a little bit too much, but hey, <laughs> talking about a good thing is a good thing in my opinion. Those of you out there, you have your own opinion, you have your right to it, and we're happy for you. So, <laughs> just like you're happy for me. So, we'll just continue here. Minnesota Vikings, Denver Broncos, and, uh, of course, the 4th, December the 4th, coming to Mall of America Field. The Denver Broncos, well, they're not that good. They're really not. And Tim Tebow is not that good of a quarterback. But, mystery upon mystery, the Denver Broncos continue to win football games. They win ugly, but they win often. They are six and five, ladies and gentlemen. Since Team Tim, since Team Tibbow, okay, Tim, yeah, it is Team Tibbow. Team Team Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow takes over the took over the reins with the uh, 
Denver Broncos, they have pretty much done nothing but win. Yeah, uh, why that is, I don't know. I really don't. I'm kind of baffled a little bit. A quarterback really can't throw. And he completed, what, two passes, what, about two weeks ago. Two passes in the game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he completed nine passes yesterday, nine for 18. That is, ladies and gentlemen, a 50% ratio, as you could probably do the math there very easily. Uh, 50% of his passes, and that's probably one of his better games. Holy moly. <laughs> um, it's like, Lord, I guess you want Denver to win. Their fellow Tim Tebow is the quarterback, and... They were two and five when he first started. They are now six and five. So again, as I said, Lord, I guess you like the uh, Denver Broncos right now, and Tim Tebow, of course, at the helm. For whatever reason, they're winning football games. They're getting in field goal range, <laughs> at least as of yesterday. Matt Prater, there's a guy you might want on your uh, fantasy football team. He scored you ten points yesterday, three field goals, and of course an extra point. Good stuff. There you go. I guess uh, sign Matt Prater if you're trying to. Get that little edge in the fantasy football playoffs and Super Bowl. There's your guy, I guess. Tim Tebow is not a fantasy quarterback. Statistically, it's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I mean, he completes maybe 40% of his passes and is going to have like eight touchdown passes for the season <laughs> if he's lucky. No, eight. That's probably a little bit high. Uh, funny part is, though, his passer rating, 95.4. He's just efficient. He's not, like, throwing interceptions, but he sure as the heck ain't dazzling anybody. Yet, the Denver Broncos are winning games. Uh, it does help that Tim Tebow is a running freak. He rushed the ball 22 times for 67 yards. But his teammate, uh, Willis McGee, just a little bit better showing in the running game. 23 yards for 117 yards, 5.1 a carry. The guy is the real deal. I really like Willis McGee a lot. I've always liked him. Um, clearly has won that starting job in Denver in a big way. I like him an awful lot. I really do. Uh, the Broncos like him too, but unfortunately we can't like either one of the Tim Tebow or Willis McGee coming into uh, Sunday. Eric Decker, the former Gopher, returns to Minnesota and to the Metrodome where he played some football games there. Yes, he did. Eric Decker, one of the better receivers in Gophers history. He's had a very successful career so far in Denver. A young career, but a very successful one. Denver Broncos defense is extremely good. They keep the Broncos in games, and Tim Tebow, uh, for whatever reason, gets the offense down the field enough to lead their team to victory. San Diego Chargers have gone down the tank, so it's not as impressive a victory as some people would like to think, but the Broncos are winning games. That's just all that matters. So uh, is anybody going to pick the Vikings to defeat the Denver Broncos next week in the Dome? Anyone? Anyone? Um... The pass defense is not good at all. We don't first force turnovers very often, maybe once in the blue moon. Run defense is extremely disappointing, and you have a, guy, a quarterback that can run. You have a running back that can run with the Denver Broncos, and you have a defense that's above average, though they did give up 137 rushing yards to Ryan Matthews. The only problem is, oh, that's right. That's right. Ryan Matthews and Toby Gerhardt are not very similar. So, oh, gosh darn it, that's not going to work out too good either. Hmm. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's going to be fun times for the Vikings next week, isn't it? This coming Sunday. I can't pick them to win because right now we're one of the three worst teams in the National Football League, without a doubt, and Denver is on a spiritual run, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to just flat out say it's God's team because that's foolish. I mean, God loves all man equally. So we can't really go to that. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the Denver Broncos are winning a lot of football games. And, yeah, for whatever reason, despite how bad a team they are. <laughs> and they do have a very, very good football coach. And John Fox, yeah, they have a very good coach, football coach. Yeah, I guess he's, I guess that's a sport he coaches, right? Um, but Denver Broncos, right now, to me, for whatever reason, are going to come into the Dome and beat the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings had virtually no success against John Fox. I mean, just no success whatsoever when he was the Carolina Panthers head coach. Now the Carolina Panthers are now the Denver Broncos. You know, similar situation, too, with the quarterbacks. They always seem to succeed in with John Fox. Like, the was it Rodney Pete? You had guys like that. You had Matt Moore defeat the Vikings. 
You had, uh, I don't even know, Kerry Collins, obviously long ago in a galaxy far, far away. I don't even think Fox was a quarterback or coach then. No, he wasn't. That was way too long ago. Um, oh, it's escaping me now. Not too long. I mean, there have been, yeah, so many quarterbacks there. And now it's escaping me. Um, that were the quarterbacks with Fox years ago. Well, whatever. Rodney Pete was one of the big ones. That's like you don't expect success from a guy that's that old at the time. Yeah, who wasn't that good even when he was a starter, but whatever. Um, oh, Chris Winkie, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah, even he beat the Vikings. The Vikings never beat John Fox, and they're not going to beat John Fox this year because the Vikings are having one of their worst seasons ever. Um, they're just not that good right now. Maybe Christian Ponder will do something. Maybe not. Maybe he'll light up things in the Dome. He didn't really light things up against the Raiders. <laughs> so the Raiders are more skilled than Denver. Uh Hey, whatever. I, I think the Broncos, I think it's going to be one of those games where you're just like falling asleep. <laughs> Unless the running game for Denver is that good. And it just might be because the Vikings run defense is not looking good. But, uh, shoot, you might be looking at a 16-13 type of game again. But I'm going to say it's going to be 18 to, to 17. 18 to 17. We're going to have a very close game. The score will make it look interesting, but the gameplay will not. It'll be one of those games that's just not that fun to watch. Vikings will score in the air. Christian Ponder will get the Vikings into the end zone. Uh, Percy Harvin or Michael Jenkins or Vatande Schenko, whoever. But uh, Ponder will get the Vikings into the end zone with a pass of some type, maybe two. Who knows? Or maybe he'll run one in himself, whatever. But I think Tim Tebow and the Denver Broncos are going to pull off a a uh, uninspired <laughs> or uninspiring win but a win in the Metrodome that'll make them 7-5 and five and keep them in the playoff chase and they're going to win their fifth game in a row and again it's not because I'm Mr. Negative coming up here bashing my team and making all you fans just like you know pound your head against the computer screen or your iPod or whatever you're listening to me right now <laughs> but hey you've, you've seen the team play they're not good. They're not good. You know it. Just admit it. And, well, let's take a really nice offensive lineman and let's build that foundation. Let's dig the foundation deep in the ground just like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Greg Coleman, to those of you that might have been listening to the game on the radio, was talking about. Yeah, let's build that foundation. Yes, let's get the foundation started come draft time. Because right now, when you talk about Vikings football, you're talking about the draft and you're hoping and praying that Adrian Peterson will stay healthy long enough and uh, to be on this team when they're winning, to be long, good and still be will be healthy and strong when this team is winning again. Hopefully as soon as next year. We'll see. But it's all about the draft right now, man. It is. At this time being, it's about the draft. The coaches are not going to get fired. Maybe certain assistants will. Some assistants get fired sometimes. Like Mike Tice fired uh, Willie Shaw. George O'Leary just moved on to a different job elsewhere in college. So things happen. We're just going to have to wait and see how things turn out with the uh, with, with all that. But we'll get to that when the time comes, when it's time for State of the Vikings address and free agency and all that. Hey, at least there won't be a lockout this time. Oh, and by the way, the NBA lockout is over. Woo, I love that. So those of you out there that might be fans of Timberwolves Explosion, which is also available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes, Stay tuned for that. The Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, we're going to be doing a preseason or a season preview like we do every year. So basketball fans out there, Timberwolves Explosion, sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Keep your eye out for that. It's going to be coming maybe by the end of this week. We'll see. I can't wait. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> but, no, um, NBA didn't handle the lockout situation as good as the NFL, did they? <sighs> no, NFL handled it a little bit better. Yep. So that's why, and that's why you guys love this game. That's why you guys love the National Football League because it's not filled with full guaranteed contracts and um, entitled players as much as it, as the NBA is. That's what you guys don't like about the NBA, I guess. But hopefully, you still like it enough to pay attention to the NBA. Um, I think I've said enough about the Broncos game. Uh, can the Vikings beat the Broncos? Of course, but the unfortunate part is. <laughs> The Broncos give up uh, 
at times. <laughs> Broncos at least give up some <laughs> defense. Or excuse me, some, oh my God, I can't talk. Give up some rushing numbers. At least Ryan Matthews seemed to run on them pretty easily. Unfortunately, though, unlikely that Adrian Peterson will be on the field next week. Uh, do I think Toby Gerhardt's going to go off for 100 yards? You know, you never know with, the, with a guy like that. Anything can happen. But <laughs> the Atlanta game is in the indication of what Toby Gerhardt is bringing to the table. I have no confidence in the guy whatsoever. None. None. No reason to have any confidence in him. Especially when Denver's overall defense is very good. They never any points. They just never do. Never. Um, Denver is a... Uh, Denver Broncos are one of the better defenses in the league overall most of the time. They give, oh, they give up... They gave, they gave up points earlier in the year, so it makes their stats uglier. But as things have continued, they have gotten better and better and better. Um, their run defense, so they give up 120 yards on the ground. Their pass defense, they give up uh, 234 yards a game. So they're kind of, well, statistically, they're middle of the road because of how poor they played earlier in the season. But of late, of late, that defense has developed into something pretty solid. It has. So <laughs> indications pretty much since maybe leading into, like, the Tebow era, the defense has gotten better and better for Denver. They've kept teams in check most uh, for quite a while here. And I expect that to continue, unfortunately, with a struggling Minnesota Vikings offense. Still looking to find a uh, identity, identity of some kind, really. Because I don't really know what kind of offense they, they are. I guess a pass up the middle and, and run the ball also. That's about what they do. So, again, that's pretty much where we're going to stand. 18-17, to 17, Denver over Minnesota. Sorry, fans, we're going to be 2-10. and 10. Yeah, that sucks. that's life. Just how it's going to go. So, with that, we are going to conclude the show. Man, I didn't take a break or anything. I just went straight. I wanted to keep going. Strange show, huh? Very strange show. I didn't even take a break. I hope that didn't wear you guys out. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't realize it. I just kind of kept going. <laughs> so apologize to some of you out there that uh, maybe bring what the deal was with that. Yeah, my head's spinning a little bit, but uh, yeah, let's get to the contact details. Let's just uh, let's just call it a day here. We're getting about the one hour point. Pro mentioned earlier available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. We'd like you to join those message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Go to the website. Simply click on the button that says TSS boards. Then simply click register. That's all you got to do. Click the register button. Get a screen name that makes a little sense of some kind. Don't be like the spammers out there. Just get like a real screen name and then join those forums, which are split up in divisions. You can talk with other teams in the NFC North or in the other divisions in the NFL, whatever you are, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about. Good times. Enjoy it. Uh, it's very cool. Also, don't forget about the Facebook.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show, Twitter.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show, and Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, or even free to add me on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or see me on the webpage, you can see how to spell my name. It's right there. A W A I J A N E. That's my last name. And of course, Joey. Feel free to add me on Facebook. I'll add you. I'll add you. You know, welcome aboard. Would be nice to have new friends that are Purple Mafia fans. That'd be cool. And of course, Viking fans as well. Of course. Um, so with that, I'm going to conclude the show where I'm back again. Sorry if it was kind of a weird show today. A little bit strange. But hey, that's, you know, every show is different. Maybe that's more reason to keep listening. Every show is a little different. That's what keeps you get your toes. And that's what happens when I'm uh, away for three weeks. Things might be a little bit weird, a little bit different. But hey, as long as it's still good quality radio and you guys are listening... That's what matters most. You listeners are what Purple Mafia is all about. Oh.